I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Swapcast Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Mitzi, and with me we have... Lucy Thomas. And... Brendan Levi. Every episode we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. But not this episode, (laughs) because today is the first of our special tenuous swap bonus episodes, which we're dubbing... You can't watch them all. You can't watch them all. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're Paul. (laughs) Which we're dubbing... Uh, Wait, I'm supposed to do it at the same time? Okay, wait, one second. (laughs) Which we're dubbing... You can't can't watch watch them all. All All right, so on our main show, each of us will always recommend a film that is tenuously linked with the film we review on that episode. More often than not, the films we recommend have not been watched by our co-hosts. Unless you're Paul. (laughs) Unless you're (laughs) So for these bonus episodes, each of us have chosen a film that we have recommended on the show previously and have now forced one of our co-hosts to watch it. So today we'll be looking at three very diverse films. (laughs) Bed of Roses, Brigsby Bear and the Powerpuff Girls movie. (laughs) As always, we love hearing from our listeners, so send us an email at theswapcastpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials at the underscore swapcast on Twitter, the swapcast podcast on Instagram, or search the swapcast podcast on Facebook. If you want to support our show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's the best way for us to get new listeners. A hundred iTunes reviews, <laughs> and we will fulfill our most common fan request to review face off. Guys, 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 I thought of the best thing. I can recommend. I continuously link face off, and then one of you has to watch it, and that way we can review it. But that defeats the purpose of trying to get people to listen to the show. Yeah, but it's never going to happen, Paul. <laughs> it will happen. I have faith in our listeners that they will get off oh, their now fucking ass. Oh, no. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah. And fucking review us on iTunes. Oh, my God. Um, it's only going to get more aggressive week to week. <laughs> All right. So let's get started. Um, are we excited about doing this? I'm very this? nervous. Yeah, I feel I'm, like I'm, I'm on interested. a first date. This could all fall apart So here we go Flowers Yes, I I received a delivery from you this morning And I was wondering if you had any record of who placed the order An anonymous gift from a secret admirer Oh my god, I could go for years on that I sent you the flowers I, uh, I cleaned out the city And you made this incredible arrangement of flowers for someone you've never even met? Marry him. Marry him now. One question. Um, so first up the rank is me. I was given the film. <laughs> Got tickets on me. yourself, Paul. Can I ask you the questions? Wait, wait. Yeah. Uh, so first of the rank is me. I was given the film Bed of Roses that Lucy recommended in episode 10 when we reviewed the film Chances Are. Can you remember the tenuous link, Lucy? It was Mary Stewart 
Matheson. Matheson. Yeah. She is in. She was in in both both movies. Um, The IMDb plot synopsis for this film states, a young career girl is swept off her feet by a shy florist who fell in love with her after one glimpse through a shadowy window. So, Lucy, why did you recommend this film to me? Because I love it so much and you hadn't seen it and I really wanted you to have seen it too. And did you think that it was a film that was up my alley? Or? Um, I mean, out of all my tenuous recommendations, there were, mm-hmm. I think, maybe like two that you hadn't seen. Yeah. So I wanted you to see a film that you'd never seen before. I thought maybe that you would enjoy the love story and mm-hmm. I'm pretty ready for you to have hated it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, also, I also read this thing that I think you should put in about how like there's something really wrong with my personality and it's to do with being my star sign, which if you put stock in that or not, I don't really. But you know when you read those memes about your own star sign and you're like, that totally is me. Anyway, one of them is about I get really mad when people disagree with me about things I like. So if people don't agree with me, I get really cross. <laughs> which is the whole dynamic of this podcast. I agree with you. Yeah. That's that's what you do. Um, So I I take it really personally when people don't share the same same views and stuff. Well, not even even views. It's not even like like a political thing or it's like if people don't like the films and whatever I like, it's like I think they're calling me stupid or like dumb or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, so – on that uh, note. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, I'm, I'm the reverse. If someone doesn't like what I like, I think they're stupid and dumb. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> I don't go, oh. So, so you've got, more, a, you've got say, more self-confidence yeah, than I'm me? Not, I'm not like, that's a reflection of me. I'm like, that's a reflection okay, of me. Okay, so I'll take a leaf out of your book and when Paul hates this movie, I'll just say Call that. Call him a dummy, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> All right, so I was actually pretty excited when you recommended th- mm-hmm. this film. It's mm-hmm. one I've always meant to watch. I've just never gotten around to it. Mm-hmm. And actually, when I was looking through the films that you could have possibly uh, recommended to me, I mm-hmm. was like, oh, I hope it's I hope sure. it's that one. Yeah. So it's definitely uh, a film that's up my alley. It's in my wheelhouse. Yeah. But I have to say, sure, I hated this film. <laughs> okay. I don't literally what, don't want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> No, Lucy, you're supposed to, to learn and, and grow. And, and I felt awful hating I felt awful hated it, hating it because I know how much you love it. And mm-hmm. I went into this film wanting to love it mm-hmm. so much. And then after I'd watched it, you sent me a message like, if you don't like it, I'll, I'll just, just die. die. And I'm yeah. like, my heart sank. Yeah, I, I, it's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I think my main problem with this movie mm-hmm. – is that I hated the two main characters. Mm. Mary Stuart Marston is like the main character. She's like this business, career-minded businesswoman and she's in like a relationship but she doesn't really like the guy that she's with. Then somebody mysteriously sends her some flowers with no note on it and she ha- has to find out who it was that sent her these flowers. Mm-hmm. I just find that she was a really, like, joyless character. But she has trauma in her past, Paul. She's got this trauma. But <sighs> the way she plays it, it just gave me anxiety mm. watching her. She's so, like, 
scared. Like she plays it in such a way that she's scared of the whole world at all yes, times. But if you have a traumatic past, <laughs> that's you that you shut up like that. You shut yourself off like that, and it's like you have to exist on this one kind of channel because anything outside of that is really scary. So like somebody being romantic and giving her flowers and being spontaneous was like terrifying to her. Yeah, I, I, and also I like get- if you don't want to date a shy florist, <laughs> then I don't know what's wrong with you. Well, the thing is, is that Did Joe from uh. <laughs> You ruined Shy Florist. <laughs> oh, wait, no, he worked at a bookstore. Yeah. Sorry, delete this comment. Yeah, that's a totally different thing, Brendan. But a, a male florist is, no matter what he looks like, is automatic, automatically hot. Okay, so <laughs> Christian Slater, hot. So hot. The flor- The fact that he has, uh, like, he's a florist, hot. The fact that he lives in this amazing apartment with this rooftop garden, Dreamboat. hot. Mm. The fact that he's a crazy stalker person that roams the streets at night and then looks at her through a window late at night and decides that he's in love with her instantly and then follows her to her work the next morning so that he can know where to send her flowers – Creepy as fuck and psychotic. Okay, so he also has trauma in his past, <laughs> which makes him not be able to sleep. And he looked up into her window and she was crying because her goldfish died and her goldfish was her only family. And he thought, she looks really <laughs> sad. She deserves to have flowers. I'm going to find out where she works and send them to her. And that was the end of it. She's the one who came looking for him saying, like, who sent me these flowers? She goes and looks for him. And he like through meeting her and getting to know her and spending time with her falls in love with her. I just I just can't get past. He didn't go crazy stalker <laughs> um before actually spending time with her. Yeah, but still like seeing someone through a window and then following to their to their workplace the next day pretty borderline like Brendan, you haven't watched the movie, but just if that description, do you find that as psychotic? Keep in mind, it is nineties Christian Slater. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I like a mop of hair, some nice glasses, like a linen shirt, unbuttoned, maybe one button too many. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know if that and helps. he grows flowers on his rooftop. <laughs> Look, what what Paul described. I don't know if it's you know strictly. <laughs> In context, but it does, like, you know, I was just saying you, Joe from you, sounds very Joe from you. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, like, I feel like this was something really common in film, like, in films generally growing up. I I think I would not hold it against them for... Yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't get past it. And then when when they're in a relationship, I just felt like he was overly clingy and constantly pushing for stuff that she didn't want. Yeah, because his last wife... Died. <laughs> That's not an excuse. Died for. In childbirth, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. So forgive Christian Slater for just wanting to hold on tight to the one he loved. I, okay, I don't want to be completely negative on this film. There are, there are things that I liked about it. That song, <laughs> I'll show you how to turn me right on, right on. That's the best. The best scene is that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, that reminds me of the other thing I hated about his character. Oh. You know how they give, like, the romantic leads their little, like, quirky thing that humanizes him? <laughs> so in this one, he likes to go to the New York Library and sit in on, like, story time with children. Again, because he had a child that died. So forgive him for wanting to be around, like, remembering that he would have had a family. But 
<laughs> I'm just really enjoying watching this. <laughs> I'm just. This is my about- biggest personality flaw. Like I can't, I can't handle. <laughs> I feel like this is like immersion therapy. <laughs> Um, the person okay, was, you love. Yeah, I just think of the in context of the kids that are there and their parents, and they're looking over, and there's this like weird guy that's sitting there and looking at the children every week. Yeah, but I think like as long as he's not a pedophile, I think it should. How be, do they know that? Uh, but I think it should be normalised <laughs> that men are delighted by children. Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah. Mm. Because this is like I've have I talked about that on the podcast. Yes, you have. I can't yeah. remember why we brought it up, but, <laughs> but, but no, it, yeah, it's a, it's a, I think it's like an issue that mm. like you know the idea of like a man being a school teacher or something like that. Yeah, there's this automatic assumption that there's something nefarious. Yeah, exactly, and that just makes it you know that all of that is women's work, and I really yeah, push against yeah. that. So <clears throat> you're you're uh, a terrible <laughs> feminist. Yes. <Bob. laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Is this how you envision these episodes going? Just a <laughs> lot of being attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I'm totally okay with you attacking me. If it's a, if it was a film I loved and someone was doing this, I would mm. do the same. Yeah. Uh, so I, I want to do some. You really got to rip on Powerpuff Girls, all right? All right, Brendan. Better not. <laughs> um, all right. There was some stuff I enjoyed about this film. It's lovely to see like a 90s um, romantic comedy shot on film. It has that like kind of 90s fuzzy glow to it. Um, It's shot in New York and New York looks awesome as it always does on film Um, and it does good use of location. Again, his apartment and the rooftop garden were amazing, but I have to say completely underused. Like you've got that amazing rooftop garden, which is Mm. like it's got like a little mountain on a New York rooftop, a mountain with a tree growing up on top of it. Like, I don't Why? know if this place actually exists or not, but <laughs> it's it's a very good piece of, like, production design if it doesn't. Yeah. He takes her up there once, they have a short conversation, and then we don't see it again till the end credits. And they have the big, you know, scene at the end of every romance where one of them comes up to the other and they have a big speech and get back together Mm. And instead of taking place in that rooftop garden, it takes place in like a boring kitchen. I was like, you you just have to go up one flight of stairs and yeah. you're in this amazing location. Why are you in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I really like the supporting cast. Yeah. The girl that plays the best friend. her best friend. Yeah, great. And I kind of wanted the film to be about the best friend. I feel if she got the, the mystery flowers, she would have made a more entertaining movie out of it. And... All the other kind of supporting characters all ended up being like really big stars in sci-fi franchi- franchises. Oh, really? Yeah, so How funny. Like, and as the um, Oracle from Matrix was yeah, one of the characters, right, right. Josh Brolin, who's obviously Thanos, is the Baxter, her uh, current boyfriend, that's, uh, Brand from the Goonies. Yeah, yeah, he's and, always going to be Brand to me. Yeah, and uh, Gina Torres plays her work friend, who ended up being one of the main characters of Serenity and Firefly. So that's, that's so strange. What a weird little yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I guess if you're a sci-fi power player, you were in Bed of Roses. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So unfortunately, oh, and I have to say, poor Mary Stewart, her. Close. She has been saddled with the worst haircut I've ever seen mm. in a romantic comedy. Like, mm. it's just hideous. Hideous. She should have fired whoever did that But to it's her. quite interesting. I feel like she sort of rocked a 
that adjacent haircut for a lot of the 90s. Yeah, like she had a similar haircut and chances are mm. acceptable, but in this one it was just horrid. But I, I, I think it's always interesting when it's like the leading woman doesn't have like long flowing like blonde hair. Which I feel like Meg Ryan was kind of like the reason why that was happening. Well, I think it's Molly Ringwald because oh, yeah. she was always sort of like the main character in the John Hughes movies and she had short red hair. Like there was no one else yeah. like that. So I, I don't know. I, the haircut was fine with me. So after I watched this, I'm like, I need to remind myself of what I think this genre should be for me. Mm-hmm. So I rewatch You've Got Mail mm-hmm. and – like, it's just a delight. So, like, everything that I wanted this film to be, I feel like that film did in terms of being a New York set romance. Mm-hmm. Do you like that movie as well? I, I love it. Yeah. It's Tom Hanks, duh. Yeah. And uh, Steve Zahn mm. is beautiful in that film. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry, Lucy. I hope you don't hate me forever. Mm, just moderately. <laughs> um, can I just quickly tell a funny story? Yeah. I was so obsessed with Christian Slater when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I think he may have sullied his name now. Anyway, when I was younger, <laughs> Bed of Roses and Untamed Heart were probably my favourite movies. Untamed Heart, like, maybe is one of my favourite films. I haven't seen that either, so maybe you have to recommend it on a future episode and then so that's give got it to Mar- me on that's one of That's got Marissa Tomei in it. And yeah, it love, yeah, oh, my God. I, yeah, and it's got a great soundtrack. It, it's like, I love that movie. Anyway, yeah. I had that uh, I made this yeah. a decoupage box with all pictures of Christian Slater on the lid. (laughs) And, my God, if I can find it at my mum and dad's house, I'll post it on the Instagram. But it's like, I I was obsessed. Like, just like knickknacks and and letters. No, it was like curios and like little heart talismans and things like that. Um, (laughs) Just like things things that I collected or loved went into my special Christian Slater decoupage box (laughs) that I made. All right, so um, the question I'm going to be asking Mm. everyone in this episode, Mm -hmm. so I'll ask it to myself first, Mm. was this better than the movie it was tenuously linked from? It was linked from Chances Are. I have to say... Paul's not going to look me in the eye. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Lucy, I prefer Chances Mm. Are. Mm. And where's that on Paul's list? Really low down the bottom. <laughs> oh, it's I'm like sorry. you just want to insult her. Right, it's fine. I mean, we're not friends anymore. I love but you, that's Lucy. Fine. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's just so funny how I talked about that thing about how it's such a personality flaw, and it's just really like shining out of me right now. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. <laughs> All right, so next up is Lucy, who was given the film Brigsby Bear by Brendan, who recommended the film in episode six on our selfless episode. Everything's very big. It's really very big. The 
reason you're here, the reason I'm here, is all just to help you. Everyone says they're trying to help me, but nobody can find me in the new episode of Brigsby. There wasn't a new episode this week. This is about moving on with the rest of your life. Try to imagine a hero. Just be normal, all right? Uh. Hi, I'm James. I really like your clothes. <laughs> He's not on the bad side. He's on the oh, yeah, good side. Yeah, I wonder how I ended up with Brixby Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what the link was. I think it was one of your first like bullshit links. <laughs> no, it was Do because it. they. It's because they both came out. Like were both released in the same month. No, oh, as in like yeah. different different years, different years, but not the same. I think it was July you can only or something. Do that when I do it, like when it's an old film, like when it's from the fifties. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so weird. Oh, yeah, I was listening back to try to find where we recommended these, and I was listening to us getting so angry about <laughs> Brendan's thing, and I'm like, you have no idea, young Paul, what he will inflict on yeah. you in the future. Also, if I ever listen back to the old episodes, I did. Didn't, I the, the fir- I think the first three episodes I never planned for the tenuous thing and I was yeah. like I always did something really panicked and quick I was like uh, this one like I never was organized so sorry about that all right so the IMDb plot synopsis of Brigsby Bear states after being freed from his life in an underground bunker a man sets out to make a movie of the only TV show he has ever known. So, Brendan, why did you recommend this film to Lucy? Well, I recommended it to Lucy because she did go on about how much she liked. I can't remember his first name, but Ka- his first name is Kyle Mooney. 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 Yeah, Kyle <laughs> Mooney. And so, yes, I was like, that's something she would enjoy. And so, mm. passed it on. I was trying to be nice. All right, Lucy, would have you watched this film without Brendan's recommendation? So, when I follow Kyle Mooney on Instagram, he's from Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, and yeah. he's just such a weirdo. Like, he's almost a bit like he doesn't have a proper place in Saturday Night Live because he's yeah. so weird yeah, in a that. really lovable yeah. way, though. So, like, the minute he joined the cast, I was like, this guy. Like, I, he just had me. Mm. And so, yeah, I follow him on uh, social media and, like, I saw that his film came out, but it didn't get a release here. Yeah. So, like, I didn't, I didn't know how to see it. And uh, I always was like, I wonder what that movie is. Like, I only mm. ever, I never saw a trailer. I just only <laughs> saw, like, a like a promo photo that's of him and him and the bear yeah Yeah. and i'm just like what could that be so i had always wanted to see it yeah uh and just didn't like try hard enough i guess which is really sad because spoiler alert i loved it oh cool yeah that was my next question Mm. so you enjoyed the film yeah five stars yeah yeah um so i just as being a good host i watched all the movies (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so yeah, I had never seen it before. Help, but give yeah, I've got He's major like- FOMO. I needed to watch all the films. Yeah. And I was interested in watching this film mm-hmm. as well. So, And I have to say, yeah, five stars. I, I fucking love this movie. Yeah, it's this maybe one of the best movie. movies I've seen in now, the last two years. Now you guys understand why I like, shoehorned it in. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm. I saw it and I was like, oh, I really want to recommend this. So yeah. I made it happen. Yeah. <laughs> So, tell us what you liked about the movie. <laughs> um, so, uh, there's so many things. It, it was like a perfect film to me. Yeah. I I love that sort of the way that I had always seen Kyle Mooney mm-hmm. as like a bit of a weirdo and like a bit of an outsider and a bit of childlike wonder, but also really smart in a yeah. different way to other people. Like, I'd always recognised that in him. That's the character that he, he played in this. Yeah. So, it, I just felt like it was perfect for him yeah. and uh, he wrote and directed this is that right yeah yeah mm. um 
and I love the way it feels a bit like a sort of Michelle Gondry movie, like a yeah. like a Be Kind Rewind um, mm. sort of thing. And it feels it's very wholesome, yeah, and very fantastical, but very small as well. Like yeah. it has this interesting way of being like this really kind of far out idea, but it still feels like this really small, heartwarming yeah, tale. It really like it's a hard tone to yeah to describe. balance, yeah. and it manages to be grounded and fantastical yes, at the same completely. time. Yeah, yeah. Like it's got, you know, all those flourishes that you expect, yep. but it justifies them within the narrative mm-hmm. and it never goes too far, yeah. I feel. And, yeah, it's funny while being heartwarming, yeah. while being dramatic. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like the larger story that I took away from it, and this is why I wanted to go next because I feel like this is a very relevant thing to me and perhaps to to movie nerds or, like, life nerds. Yeah. So this movie was about one thing, which is, you know, that he was abducted and he lived in sort of like a bomb shelter and and so he he lived in a bomb shelter. Yeah. And, you know, then he finds out that that's all fake and he was actually kidnapped and he's been kept in captivity, basically. Yeah. And, you know, he only had – his only solace was this one TV show that his captive father would – make solely for him and so he's obsessed with it and it's his favorite thing like it's all he can talk about yeah. when he gets out he kind of doesn't understand why people don't know about it and yeah uh, he wants to share it with people and and they don't get it and, mm. yeah and like amazingly he does share it with people and they do respond yeah and they love it and they like they want to join in and it so it's sort of about seeking connection about the things that you love and yeah. i think being a nerdy kid of like whatever variety nerd that you came in. I feel like I'm actually going to tear up from yeah. this. Um, you know, I'm not a nerd in like the traditional sense, I guess, yeah. but I definitely am the sort of person who when I like something, I get obsessed with it and it's yeah. like all I can talk about. And, you yeah. know, you try to share that with someone and they're sort of like, I don't really get you. Yeah. Like, why <laughs> yeah. are you talking about this to me? And yeah, so he was that. But everybody loved it and it it worked for him and it made him happy and it made everyone else happy and I loved that. Yeah. And I feel – I think this movie did a really good job as well of making it realistic, the reasons why people would have liked – Connected with it. With it. Like uh, the level of irony that they were having like watching it and appreciating it on that level seemed very genuine to me. Like you could actually see Brigsby Bear as a property – blowing up on the internet for the reasons that it blew up on the internet yeah. in the yeah. movie. And I think yeah. a lot of films would have gotten that wrong and it would have not felt genuine. Yeah. It's um, like, yeah, as if everyone would be obsessed with yeah. this. But yeah. I totally believed it. And like the way it takes his dad, his real dad, a while to come around, like they think that his sort of um, obsession with Brigsby Bear is sort of unnatural and he needs to like let it go and like move on and like become a normal quote, normal person. Yeah. yeah. And then his dad actually is like, oh, no, Brigsby Bear is a part of you and, like, we like that. Mm. And like I said before, it's like whatever you're obsessed with, mm-hmm. it's like you just want people to be like, oh, like, that's really cool and I get it as well. Like, let's do that thing together. Um, Yeah, so loved it. I feel like we. this is your recommendation. You haven't said anything. I know, but I, like, I'm like, oh, I want to jump in because like, I want to do exactly sorry. what Lucy's talking about and yeah. like, just gush over this film. But everyone's saying exactly what I feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> like the idea that it's just such a, when you were saying like, it's such a big idea, like mm. it's really fantastical, but it's done in such a small and intimate way. It's yeah. like 
one of those things I love about like these sorts of films. And yeah. so, yeah, just um, seeing something really crazy, but actually really grounded in human emotions and stuff yes. like that. And yeah. we can draw these things from that's That's like the stuff I throw off on. So yeah. and I, I love this film. I knew the minute that I clocked Kyle Mo- Mooney, I knew that he was special like that. Yeah. And, and I just knew it because he is really funny, but I feel like you can maybe tell behind that. Like I actually think, and you know, this is just me projecting my own stuff onto it. He was that kid of like being too into fucking Star Wars or like weird comedy things mm. like that nobody got. And so being sort of like a lonely kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah it was really good. The one thing that made me angry with this film though, is that, you know, it's so good. It has Mark Hamill, Greg Kinnear, Claire Danes, Andy Samberg. Yeah. Why wasn't it? Why wasn't this film shoved down my throat? Like, why (laughs) did we have to seek this out? Why wasn't this on every cinema? Yeah. I hope that, like, the future for this film is like that it does become this cult hit and it will... All it needs to do is hit Netflix at some yeah. point and yeah. then yeah. people will discover it. Mm. So I think like we got to tag Kyle Mooney in like whatever we do with this episode. Like I mm. want Kyle Mooney to know how yeah. much I love this movie. I yeah. think like it went to Sundance and all the rest, the rest and I think that yeah. when the people that... I don't think anybody said anything bad about it. I just don't know how yeah. many people saw it. Yeah. Yeah, what's well, did I I've never even looked like if it's rated well or I don't know. Is that boring? <laughs> <laughs> like who cares? But Yeah. Because <laughs> if it's crap they're wrong. And this is how I feel about David Berman dying. That's just something I loved so much and I spent so much time alone in my bedroom listening to that music and it being so personal to me and just nobody really being on the same level as me like i fucking got a tattoo of that you know yeah. like it it was everything to me and then when you try to share it if people don't like, respond in the same in way the same way yeah you, it's like almost a isolating feeling it's like how does yeah. anyone else get yeah. this? yeah and it's so funny like because he did die this week you can edit this all out if you want to mm-hmm. but um people have messaged me being like i remember listening to the silver jews with you like their memory of that is me Interconnected, yeah. Not even them really enjoying it necessarily, but it's of me enjoying it and loving it, which is just like, yeah, just says everything about it, I guess. Which which is like with Briggsy Bear, like him, like, you know, his like absolute passion is like spilling out onto these other people and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's something beautiful about that. Yeah, so beautiful. Yeah. Everybody, I think we all agree, everyone should seek out Briggsby Bear. Yeah, completely. We need to start sort of like an online petition and get it on Netflix <laughs> or something. Like we need to put the word out. All right, so I'm, I know the answer to this already. <laughs> yeah. So this film was uh, tenuously linked to Selfless. <laughs> Do you think this yes. is... <laughs> <laughs> Cartoon Network presents Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup in the Powerpuff Girls movie. Three mutant superheroes saving the world before bedtime. You dare to challenge me? Mine got really dark. I nearly cried. So, lift us back up, Brendan. Yeah, so finally we have Brendan, who has given the film The Powerpuff Girls Movie by me. (laughs) (laughs) Who recommended the film in episode 13 when we reviewed The Hot Chick. What's the connection? This was like an all-time great 
tenuous link. I had three separate links to the main movie. They came out in the same year. They had the same song on the soundtrack. And one of the girls in The Hot Chick was wearing a Powerpuff Girls t-shirt. Wow, that as is well. a great. Well done. Mm. Yeah. Um, Instantly what forgettable. But <laughs> <laughs> what song was it? Um, it's the last song in the end credits. It's called That's What Girls Do. Oh, sing it, sing it. Sing that. That's what girls do. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Right. So, the IMDb plot synopsis for the film states, the movie shows the origin of the Powerpuff Girls before the cartoon series. It explains why they were born and why they dedicated their lives to fighting crime and the forces of evil. So, why did I recommend this film to Brendan? <laughs> I... Just know that Brendan is a fan of traditional animation. Love TD, yeah. And I always thought this film was given the short shrift. I thought I think it's a lot more clever and just quirky than people would give it credit. And I had a feeling that Brendan might vibe with some of the humour in the film. I don't know if that's true. We'll see in a sec. But, uh, that's why I recommended it. Is it rated G? Like it's a straight up PG. kid. Okay, PG. Yeah, because it is really? a bit violent. Like, okay, sure. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. So, Brendan, would have you ever watched this film without my recommendation? No. <laughs> <laughs> Any reason for that? Or? Well, actually, like maybe. Like if it was on and I was – Sitting at the couch, like, because I don't think I would have ever seeked it out, but I do remember growing up and enjoying watching the Powerpuff Girls and stuff on Cartoon Network. I think it's so funny that I'm the only one here who's in this room that's never watched the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know the the shtick? Do you know? uh, Kind of, you know, like I've seen the t-shirts and whatnot. Yeah, because I feel like... It might vibe with you. Like, mm. it's very much like yeah. uh, girl I bet. empowerment. Mm. I bet. And, yeah, it feels that- like probably it was quite before its time, really. Yeah. Yeah. Like, And they've know. rebooted it now right. because they've realized how, like... Um, Marketable that is. Or, yeah, well, how much, how relevant it is to, like, all the issues that are coming up now. Yeah, cool. And, I mean, like, that's great. You know, yeah. it, things like that should be mainstream. So, Brendan, did you enjoy the film? No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, the the film just seemed to not have – I'm going to start again. <laughs> <laughs> He's starting in with yes? Well, I just see that every, everyone's got, everyone's got like, books notes. and notes and stuff like that. I thought this was going to be, like, a mini This is on brand. I was just this is say, on brand. This is shit. This is crap. <laughs> <laughs> on brand. And that's all I have on to brand. say. But, okay, like, if I – reflect on it the reason i didn't enjoy it is because i just felt like a lot of it just moved at this really slow pace like there was this there's almost like a gap in every sentence or every (laughs) joke and stuff that just felt really out of place and just in general the the jokes and stuff i was like oh i remember really enjoying this why isn't this working for me now and i feel like it is because it's for kids maybe but then again, like, so it picks up films and I could find yeah. some enjoyment on some level. So, so was there anything about the film that you did vibe with, or is it like, did you think the misery? cartoons were hot? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, 
yeah, was there anything that you vibe with the whole film or was it like misery watching this film from beginning to end for you? I was just really bored and I, I was trying not to like look at my phone and stuff because I was like, <laughs> no, this is what this is what I'm doing. I've got to yeah. like give it the best shot. Yeah. And the character of Mojo Jojo and stuff, it's everything so obvious, everything that's coming up. And the girls, they just go at anything, and that's supposed to be comedy. It just didn't work for me. Can you can you think off the top of your head, Paul? Like yeah. some of the things that you thought he would vibe with, like some of the one lines well, or really the thought, jokes. Or yeah, I really thought you'd like the character of Mojo Jojo, and I thought <laughs> also like, Mojo Jojo is that's a great name for like a dog or something. I love that. <laughs> yeah, he's like a uh, there's a an accident at the beginning of the film that creates the Powerpuff Girls Mm -hmm. and in the explosion there's like a monkey in the lab and he gets Mm. doused with the same thing and he turns like super intelligent and like his brain like pops out of his skull. (laughs) And um, Yeah, yeah. so I I could definitely say like the animation style I really enjoyed like and just the creativity of all the uh, mechs and stuff like that at the end. Like there was one that um, like poos out bombs and (laughs) throws them at people and stuff like that. Yeah, Like that was all really cool and like really creative and fun. So that, that sequence is my favorite in the film so it, the the villain his main plot is to turn all the other monkeys in the town super intelligent and use them as an army to take over the city but then once they become all super intelligent they all think that they're the leader and then they all have their own separate plots for taking over the town and just becomes <laughs> chaos and each one has their own like shtick so like yeah there's one that turns into like a giant robot that poops out bombs and then there's another one that decides to put like um, banana peels everywhere so that everyone's slipping over and I I don't know I just thought that all that stuff was really funny (laughs) (laughs) like yeah like it wasn't like it was like an offensive thing to watch but it just really was just quite ordinary in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) yeah see it hurts doesn't it Paul (laughs) (laughs) oh well I guess everyone should like all things (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I told you we should have recorded this after the normal episode. We're all going to be sour on each other now. <laughs> um, all right. So, was there any other things that, you wanted to mention about this movie? What's the guy, who's the guy who does SpongeBob's voice? Top Kenny. Top Kenny. I, I love that you know that off the top of your head. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my favorite bit. Is anything that he did because I just love his like. Zeddy characters. So, yeah. like, the mayor was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the mayor who's obsessed with, with pickles. pickles for yeah. some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the town is, like, being completely blown up at the beginning and mm-hmm. all he's upset about is that his pickle got pickle dropped Pickle car, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, think, I think this film is fun. I don't know. I guess I'm in the minority. It's okay. That's what I'm saying. It's I feel just... sad. I should have watched it too. I should have yeah. watched it. Well, it's on stand. Yeah. You've got, you got plenty of opportunity <laughs> sure, sure. to watch it. But yeah, I don't know. It, I think if you definitely have kids, this is an easy choice of a film to watch. I don't think it's a film that – there's a lot of kids' films that parents can show their kids and are completely painful to sit through. Mm. I don't think this – would you think that this is one? Would you class this oh, as one? I, I've seen worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess uh, my heart's broken and yeah, we can see, keep it is going. hard, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Nah, uh, well, I don't know. I, I, I kind of knew this was a risk because Brendan's <laughs> inner child is slowly dying. Mm. So. <laughs> it's like in Breakfast Club when Ali Sheedy says, 
when you get older, your heart dies. And that's Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> she. <laughs> All right, so that was our first. Um, you can't watch them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess is this something that we want to do again? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's fun, and I also think you know it, we should watch each other's tenuous recommendations. It's good. Yeah. No, I'm keen. T- I'm keen for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll try list- to say more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our listeners, what did you think of today's episode? Is this something you enjoyed hearing? Do you want more? If do you not want more? Do you want us to stop? <laughs> Don't tell <laughs> that. <laughs> we're we're all big on consent on this podcast. So if you want us to stop, say stop. And, and we also, will. if you said you didn't like it, I'll be really sad. Yeah, don't Just make like Lucy I was cry. When Paul didn't like Bed of Roses. <laughs> oh, I feel bad. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Just know that I feel guilty. I didn't take pleasure. I wanted it to be a gush fest. If it makes you feel any better, Paul. I don't feel bad at all. Uh, yeah, I know you when you fucking. Well, this is exactly what we were talking about at the start. I get really sad when people don't agree with me. And you're like, you're a dummy. Well, everyone agreed with me. The real winner today was Bricks Me Bear. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess. Kyle Mooney, if you hear this, I love you. Yeah, well, I was going to say we should rank them, but I'm the only one that's seen all three. So. <laughs> <laughs> I you rank them then. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I, I rank- know it's going to go Breaks Me Bear, Powerpuff Girls, and then Bed of Roses, so shut up! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we will be going straight into recording a normal episode. Let's watch some softcore porn. Until next time. What? <laughs> What's our podcast Wait, now? What are we- <laughs> <laughs> You're going to love this movie. Oh, God. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Until next time, I was Paul Mitzi. I was was Lucy Lucy Thomas. Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) And I was Brendan Levi. Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.